sassy Little bit crazy, little bit classy We got dreams and we got goals We're just a couple of old sassholes Fuck yes Hello Hi well, welcome. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Everyone. I don't either, but it was fun to see and be a part of. Yeah. Welcome, everyone, to a couple of Sassholes podcast. I'm Brooklyn Maple. And I am Heather Terry. And this is our true crime power hour of fucked up shit for no good reason. Literally none. There's never a good reason. And we're like, you know what? That was unless, a good reason. Unless maybe you have a good reason day. I don't know. Mine <laughs> sucks dick. Big, big fat cat. Mine's kind of... Well, you'll see. I will see. You will. When you strip it bare in front of me. Oh. <laughs> and our listeners. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. Sis, I don't know. But we have champs. We do. We got the champs today. Cheers the champagnes. To that. Cheers to Cheers to that. Cheers to okay. another week, another day, another dollar. We're <laughs> we've been we've uh, I've been out of town for work for a couple of days, so we've been separated for forty eight hours. So get ready to hear that. The reunion. The reunion show. That's what and, we'll call this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nothing like champagne that's been open for a week. Man. Oh, is it bad? Let me take a gander. I mean, it's been open for a week. That's all I got to say. It Ooh. is. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what else is good stuff? What? Not my golf game. Is it bad? It was real bad. So apparently what you should not do is play golf for five to six years and then take four years off. And then play again in an environment in front of other human beings. That's what I learned yesterday. Yeah. You're also very hard on yourself, though. And no, I literally sucked just. Okay. Well, just I the believe dicks. you. Yeah. Yeah. It looked fun. Nice. I don't have a lot of fun unless I'm excelling. So, what? yeah. Says Mrs. Type A yeah. of the universe. Uh huh. So, I mean, I had fun because the people were fun. Yeah. And that's very helpful. Mm-hmm. But I struggle with not doing things well. So, I'm going to have to start playing golf now regularly. Will, scooch <laughs> on over on that golf cart. I will be meeting you. Oh, my God. Sometime. He would love that. He thinks. He literally would. He thinks. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I, I do need to play. The problem is, it's just, there's no problem. I just don't have the time. I'm yeah. like, ah, fuck off. I'd rather be hiking. I'll go to the driving range with you. That sounds fun. Okay. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I can do that. Yeah. Let's I did do that. that with Will once or twice. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. That sounds like a plan, Stan. Speaking of things you wanted me to do, you also talked to me about hiking. Which yeah. I said, I would try, but talk about what you did. Ma'am. That was cute. Was it? <laughs> that was a sweet little segue. Oh, she's missed me so much. Yeah. No, on, on Sunday, Travi Pads and I, we did a nine mile hike, which was so out of the question three years ago, like unbelievably out of the question. I am so excited about how just not to like toot my horn, but in three years and really in the last year, I've lost 35 pounds and I've yep. worked out like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, it was just, it's amazing when you can hike and enjoy it versus hike and fucking hate it because you, you can't, go. you just can't do it. And mm-hmm. I was really happy to be able to do it, but it did hurt my body and I'm still fucking hurting 18 <laughs> weeks later. So, and we're like, Ooh, this weekend, let's do it again. And so last night, Travis was like, well, we don't have to do nine, nine miles. I was like, how about we both agree right now that when we say let's go for a hike, we never mean nine miles, right? 
that we just in general mean as sexy little two to four. No more, because every time we mentioned hiking, we were both like, it doesn't have to be nine miles. No fucking shit. We yeah. did it one time, and now we're all over here like, like that's what we're going to do every single time. No, that is not what it's about. I don't even like to drive nine miles, but <laughs> I'll walk a mile with you uphill and outside. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Shit's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Heather and I are definitely going to do that. Coming up close, I'm going to say some some Sunday in October, we're going we're gonna to do it. Okay. Sounds delightful. When it's pretty and folly and chilly. <laughs> pretty folly and chilly. All the things we need. I know. I'm going to try to get through this story. I just got back from St. Louis for work and it was fun and went to a baseball game because yay sports. Yeah, I was not. Got hit about on that. a lot. MCAT and I were just, they like the curvy girls up in the St. Louis. I'm not kidding. Like every, and I wasn't even trying to sling my cat around. I was like, oh, I'm married. One For all goes, those times when you're trying to just sling right? your cat know, around. But like, not even all your slutty tips. outfits that's just asking to get oh, raped. Yeah, right. No, like <laughs> the guy at the, at St. at the Cardinal Stadium, the vendor that was selling beer, he was like, ooh. When I walked up, I go, hey, can I have a seltzer? And he's like, he said, what flavor you want, girl? And I was like, oh, here we go. Okay. And then he saw MCAT. He's like, you cute. Both of you cute. I was like, uh-huh. He goes, oh, you married? I said, yeah. He said, happily. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> he goes, oh, damn. I was going to make you call me daddy. I was like, can I Ew, please uh... just have... Then he takes the seltzer and puts it on MCAT's neck. And I said, I am uncomfortable. <laughs> like, And then we paid for our shit and ran away. He's like, y'all come back and see me. Never. I hope I know, and I hope he learns his lesson. Oh, I'm sure he did. Ugh. I'm sure he did. Ugh. Anyway, every five minutes, M kept me joking. She said, "If if uh, anything, God forbid, ever happens in our marriages, we we would do well in St. Louis." Apparently, so I love that when it's a random place. Yeah, what was it, Lexington, where every college? Oh my child god! Like, yeah. liked me, man. The one time You're ever, <laughs> milk dreams come true, <laughs> and all you were doing was literally living, Your just life. being alive. And I, I was, was like, you are fifteen <laughs> years younger than me. He's That's like, what I'll always remember of that trip was like just these little boys. Yeah, shooting. Like, what is your? Shooting I their could shot. be your mother. Shooting their Aiden. shot. Watch too much Pornhub with the milfs on there, apparently, because they're like, oh, hello, Miss Maple. What? And I was back there with a the fly swatter. No, go away. <laughs> Ugh. Good times. Yeah. Uh, so it's like white girl season, if I must say. We ride at dawn. I have been just mm-hmm. a dog with my head out of a, a car window. Yeah. That has been how I've been feeling. Uh, yeah. Fucking every second that it has ever dropped below 80 degrees. Oh, right. I know. Oh, well, my gosh. 300 forever. Yes, it has. And I'm just happy. And I cannot wait for all of our amazing podcast episodes that are going to be coming up here soon. Because you know what? True crime always hits. Mm-hmm. But it'd be slapping in the fall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It'd be you know slippy slapping. I do know what you're saying. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And it's my favorite time to be a sasshole. Yeah. Sassy motherfucking sassholes. Are you ready? Are you ready to get into this? Yes. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I could go first if you want me to. It's whatever. It's up to you. (laughs) (laughs) I need my caffeine pill to kick in. So I'm going to let you take the lead on this one, Becky. I will. You go right ahead. I'll do it. I'll do it to it. You know what? You should. I just put my finger in my mouth and I just left three public places and I just got grossed out by myself. I kind of looked at you. (laughs) Usually I'm a hand sand. Oh, a hand sand. I went to the restaurant. Okay, everything's fine. <laughs> I got nervous. I was like, man, I just put my finger in my mouth. So, 
I don't know what is good. Okay, so I was uh, shimmy and shaken through the okay. Facebooks. Yeah. And I stumbled upon someone who I don't remember their name, but I'll eventually get to it later. And okay. she was talking about this case. And I was like, what? And I wasn't necessarily ready for it. But then I was like, what? And I went for it. At the end of the day. <laughs> Wait, I need a minute to collect myself. At the end of the day. It's kind of similar in a weird sense to my other one about, like, someone being murdered in broad daylight at a school. What? Yes. Okay. okay. So my apologies that maybe I picked something a little too close to home from my last rental property. But she's on one today. We are where we are. And then she stuck her finger in her mouth Mouth again. I had to put out the fire. Confidently, because she knows that. She on fire. When you're on, you're on. When you're she, off, you're off. She on fire. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, so I have NBC News, Boston Herald, CNN, and Wabur. No, I'm kidding. It's WBUR. So this is another one of those crazy fucking stories where you're just like, what What the absolute fuck? Like, just what the fuck? Literally what people say every week. Yes. With us. Yes. And that's why my hashtag is all, if, if a post is coming and being published by the Brooklyn Maple, there's a hashtag WTF in there. Is there? Mm-hmm. Every time I've ever posted, I do hashtag with the fuck. Anyway, as fuck is my favorite word. <laughs> we have a beautiful 24-year-old algebra teacher. Her mm-hmm. name's Colleen Ritzer. So she works at Danvers High School. It's located in northeastern Massachusetts. There's only like 26,000 people in this town. Okay. So it's definitely one of those gorgeous, small New England towns that I'm sure would be on one trillion Lifetime movies. Mm-hmm. And probably a place that I would have liked to live. Mm-hmm. Which is always sad when there's a murder. So she's super close to her family, and she is one of those smiles that you're just like, I bet you are sweet, sweet soul. She is just really pretty. Okay. One of those really pretty Can smiles. Can I look her up? Oh, please do. Whoa. Colleen Ritzer. I love that you knew I wouldn't remember the name. because In Dideruski. The memory of a gnat. Now, this school I want to mention was recently refurbished. I didn't know that you refurbish schools, but that's how it was worded in the article I read. So they had state-of-the-art cameras pretty much everywhere. So when I talk about this, imagine that there's cameras basically showing each and every movement, and it picks up their movement slash images, and then obviously, what do cameras do? They record it. Whoa. So sadly, you can go through and kind of see the journey, Mm. and the journey is really fucking fucked up. Okay. So on October 22nd, but they had epic fall foliage in 2013. It's also my wedding anniversary. It's also two days after my birthday. Anyway, <laughs> she leaves her classroom just before 3 p.m. and she heads to the restroom. One minute later, you see another student that actually heads out of the room. His name's Fizip. It's not Fizip. What? Philip Chisholm. He walks out of the classroom and he has his hood over his head. Okay. Sketch. Yes. The student is well-known. He's a soccer player. And for all purposes, it seems like he's a pretty stellar kid. But then through, like, my fourth or fifth article, Mm -hmm. did I hear anything say, anyone say that he was a little bit antisocial. But for the most part, they're just praising him because he was a good soccer player. Okay. Jeez. He turns around a corner, and a new camera picks him up, right? Mm -hmm. And there you see him putting on rubber motherfucking gloves. Mm -mm. Walks out of a classroom. No. Hood up. Turns a corner, and you can see him literally putting on rubber, glo- rubber gloves. Okay, I don't like where this He's is 14. going. He's 14. 
Mm-hmm. I don't like this. 14. 11 minutes after Philip followed Colleen, another student ends up opening the door, like, into this restroom really fast. Like, you can see her walk in. He comes in, rubber glove, hood up. Ugh. A girl walks in. She turns around, and she walks out. Later on, she ends up telling investigators that she thought somebody was changing and, like, that she had walked in on them, which oh. is kind of confusing because I think it was a multi-stall, like but it kind of sounds like it wasn't. I don't really know. But she had seen a lot of, like, clothes on the floor and was like, whoop. And just turned around and walked out. Okay. Inside of that restroom, Philip had raped and strangled his ninth grade algebra teacher. What? No. He also what? slit her throat from behind and stabbed her 16 times. I don't... So Why the, the, uh... the journey is very weird, too. So he leaves the bathroom holding okay. what police believe are Colleen's pants. What? He returns 10 minutes later with a green recycling bin... And wearing completely different clothing. What? How? Okay. When he leaves at 322, he's dragging the barrel and he's now wearing a black ski mask. Where are these wardrobe changes coming from? But okay. That poor, yeah. Poor teacher. Okay. Yeah. I have a lot of questions. But I I'll do wait. Too. And we'll see how much I can answer okay. through my, my beautiful story okay. that I've written here. So he drags the bin all the way to a wooded area behind the school where he then chooses to rape Colleen's lifeless no. body one more time with a tree branch. What the fuck is wrong? Okay. I, I hate this. So now another camera picks him up coming back into the school wearing a black shirt and glasses Another wardrobe change. What? And carrying a pair of bloody jeans. So we've now completed this fucking fashion show. Yeah, what the... Of horror. Do you think he's fucking Cher? Nine outfits? How is he... I don't know. Just hides them all over? So I guess at whatever points that he's doing it, he was trying to cover up his face from the camera. So he was obviously aware of the cameras. There's obviously premeditation to this because he came with a box cutter, gloves, and multiple wardrobe changes to school. And what time of the day was this? Sorry, you Three o'clock. Oh, my God. 3.22 is when everything was essentially said and done. And school is out or in? School's out. Yeah. That was the last class. The, she had, okay. Yeah. So he went after the law. Okay. Yeah. Still, people are there, though. Like, uh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Schools aren't clearing out until 4.30, like, from my recollection. And then if there's practices and stuff, there's people rooting around everywhere. Yeah. There's usually extracurricular. No. After school stuff. Agreed. So fuck? after leaving the building with the barrel, he returns about a half hour later. As I mentioned, he had, his clothes were changed. He goes to his locker and the scene of the crime, and then he walks out. You can see him on multiple cameras wearing different clothing throughout all of it and oh. some vi- videos with or without shoes on. Now, I read in some of them. I read in something that because he was barefoot with like socks on. What? Oh. Yeah. He even stops casually and has a conversation with a soccer player. Shut up. Yeah. That he had taken off his shoes so that she couldn't hear him walk up. Fucking fizz up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but he really was barefoot. I don't I don't fucking know. It's like he tried to change his clothes because he could be like, oh, that wasn't me. That guy has glasses. Like, I think it's because in, in every different stage of this, there was probably blood on him. Uh, okay. So at one point he's, he was wearing, he had a hoodie on with his hood up. And then after the murder, he didn't. And he had a white shirt on, so he had taken off the hoodie. Yeah. And then he changed into a black shirt because after probably unloading the body, he had gotten blood on that shirt. And so he changed into a different shirt. 
is my assumptions because I'm a stellar detective. Now, he didn't go home after this. And that's what really starts all of it is that his mother calls the cops and files a missing person's report because she's terrified that her sweet baby angel didn't come home for school. Just one day he didn't come home when she called the police. Yeah. Because so he wasn't answering anything. That, okay. So he is a, a very attentive, loving mom at home. Yeah. Who's worried. Now, Colleen's parents end up doing the same thing only a few hours later. Because she wasn't answering them. Right. Now, they they end up going to the school, and they find that her car is still there. But everyone's kind of confused because they know that she was in her last class. Yeah. So it's like, what could have possibly happened after class, and yeah. then she never made it to her car? Okay. They end up pinging Philip's phone at one point, and they see that he had bought a ticket at a movie theater with Colleen's credit card. And ends up, like, le- buying, like, candy or something somewhere else. And then he's picked up, actually, off of the highway walking down the street because a cop just organically had, like, stopped and did, like, a quick frisking of him. Mm-hmm. And this was shortly after midnight. So, obviously, a tall kid walking shortly after midnight yeah. off of a highway like, would be you, sus. What you doing? What you doing? Yeah. Why are you doing that? Well, you're not. Well, whenever they do that, the police officer found a box cutter and asked him where the blood had come on. Like, what was right? What's going on there? And he just says the girl is what the documents say. He also had her credit cards and a pair of underwear on him. Gross. He initially said that he found them at a gas station. And then he said that they had taken him from her car. He told the police officer, wait, 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 Mm -hmm. that he found a pair of underwears at a gas store. And pick them up, like he took them. That's that's what he was going. Yeah, with. I think his answer was more about the credit cards. But okay, you said that, and I immediately was like, "Who?" I agree. Who? who Britney is- Spears ended up in there, just like <laughs> taking off the panties oh, at the gas station. Yeah, I don't know. Keep going. I hate this guy. Yeah, a um, boy. I hate this boy. He ends up getting, I believe, arrested there, like Good. right then, in the early morning hours of October twenty third, though. Colleen's body was found during a search of the Danvers High School grounds and an adjacent wooded area. Her body was in a supine position covered with leaves and debris in an attempt to conceal it. She was raped with an object, as I had mentioned, which I later found out was a tree branch, and her throat was slit. Poor girl. The green recycle bin in the surveillance video was 20 yards from her body. Clothing and other belongings were scattered nearby, along with the blood-soaked gloves that he had been seen wearing in the video. A crime scene officer unfolded a handwritten note left near the body that read, I hate you all. What? I don't know. They're so, I don't. I mean, if I you don't, don't tell so me they why. say that her body, the the what does that mean? Position. I read in another one that it was that it was in a sexually explicit position. I don't know what that means. And she had no clothing on below the waist. Oh, poor girl. Yeah. Now there's an argument here on like I think it was a cleaning crew, like just the janitorial staff that cleans the facility, cleaning up blood that was in the in the what you call it bathroom in the bathroom. And that's where they fight whether or not she was dead before she was transported to the woods because they don't know how much blood was lost Uh, in the bathroom because she was stabbed 16 times. I mean, there's probably a lot. Now, I don't I guess they said that there was negligence because they didn't tell anyone that there was blood in the bathroom. But I don't think there was a large amount of blood in the bathroom. Hmm. I think he cleaned it up. 
Oh. He had the time to clean it up. And so maybe it was a drop or two of blood. I don't know. But they just cleaned it up, assuming maybe it was a nosebleed or something like that. Not thinking too much of it. Why people see blood in fucking restrooms and don't think much of it. But then again, it's a public restroom. So what do you do if you see blood? If you saw someone, a lot of it, I'd probably tell somebody. I mean, we would, obviously. We yeah. We would a crime podcast. But. Right. But I'm just like, I guess a, a 15-year-old going in there and just being like, oh, I guess I'm going to know Well, I don't know why you'd ever think there was a murder committed in the bathroom. You'd never I think mean, that. I mean, that's very true. Especially You would school. never think. Like. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know. Okay. That same morning, the police officers interview Philip's mom. In the basement apartment where she had moved her family after recently uh, leaving Tennessee amid a divorce with his father. And apparently it was a really shitty, stressful divorce. And per the usual, that's some fucking reasoning for what happened. He took his anger out there. During the, well, I don't think so. Okay. During the trial, trial, his lawyer admitted that obviously Philip had killed Colleen, but said he was suffering from severe mental illness and was not criminally responsible for his actions. A psychiatrist who testified for the defense said that Philip was hearing voices and in the throes of a psychotic episode when he killed her. So there was no, no one picked up on this before that. And then he goes on this rampage yeah and then all of a sudden they're like oh he hears what like There's it doesn't m- add up they're just trying to defend him but like, yeah. in my opinion that, from what i job right? heard in the past 10 minutes that's what i would think i at the end of the day it's their job to poke holes and give a defense yeah that's what they're trying to do now also on that day apparently colleen had asked philip to stay after school to simply help him prepare for a test that he had coming up she was also overheard openly saying that he had great drawing skills so there wasn't a bad like relationship or animosity Did besides have, like, she was just a sweet teacher. But now there's another student who ended up staying late that day as well and testified mm-hmm. that Colleen had tried to have like a conversation in class. So I'm try- like she tried to start this conversation. So this is I don't get this part. OK, I just I need to start it all by saying I don't really get it. Okay. But it seems like in class that day or the day before, but I think that day. Colleen is talking about Tennessee, which is where he was from. Mm -hmm. And so she was trying to, like, engage him. So they were talking about Clarksville, Tennessee, which is where he was from, which is only three hours from here. And they live in Massachusetts now. And it was really, like, talking about their community, his new community versus his old community. And I don't know anything about that. But for whatever reason, Philip became visibly upset. Oh. And so then Colleen changed the subject eventually. Maybe she was trying to make him be like, you can have a small town feel here. I don't know. Maybe trying to make him feel more welcome. I don't know. I want, I don't know either. Race was never brought up. Philip is maybe mixed, maybe African-American. Colleen's white. I don't know his ethnicity. I didn't look into it at all. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I mean, Clarksville, Tennessee is all known for military. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I have no idea. And that's all I really read was like they tried to have a conversation about where he was like, I guess. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was a military reference. Maybe there was a race reference. Maybe it was that uh, Massachusetts had more going on for it and made him feel shitty about home. Maybe it pissed him off because it made him miss his dad. So I was going to say, maybe he just got mad and missed like where he used to live. So 
her bringing that up at all. It's just like if you're annoyed about something internally and someone tries to talk to you about it, you can get defensive, especially when you're yeah. hormonal and going through a lot and teenagers are crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, already. already heightened. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe. Who fucking knows? I know. In court, now his lawyers said that he should be acquitted of the rape in the woods, arguing that she was already dead. But Prosecutors, he- however, had said that there's not proof that the fatal stab wounds to her neck weren't until she was outside. So basically when he sodomized her with that tree branch, what does that, was she alive then or not? And they don't know that. Oh my God. That's splitting hairs at this point. Something's visibly wrong. Like someone died. Well, the point of that is then how many years extra he gets. True. So figuring that out decides whether or not he's ever going to get out of jail. Essentially, oh, God. he was tried as an adult, though he was 14 mm-hmm. on February 26th of 2016. So he's 17 years old okay. when he goes to court for this. Now, he's being charged with rape, armed robbery because he stole her credit cards yeah. and first degree murder. That's a lot for because he did bring his shit to school. Wait, pause real quick. Did he he didn't have a record before this? No. So he goes from not even nothing. A, misdemeanor to this correct that's fucking insane okay yes he ends up being charged with 40 years in prison when he's only 17 during the verdict he had no reaction at all to his sentencing none at all wow just uh sitting in there i've got to know if he said anything before he got from what i read he didn't talk at all because sometimes they at least say i'm sorry or anything he didn't say shit about fuck huh not from what i saw that's now they brought up all of Colleen's during all of that, they brought up Colleen's family and everything, and just basically was. They got to speak. Yeah, at um, least they got to say something. They always should, right? Yeah. I think they always do. Yeah, he will be at least fifty-four years old before he can be released. I'm not saying he would be released at fifty-four, so, but that he could be released. That's so insane. His mom. Oh God. Poor sweet girl. There. Yeah. She says, and I quote. Words can't express the amount of pain and sorrow these past two and a half years have been. However, there is no one who has suffered more than the Ritzer family. My utmost esteem, prayers, and humble respect is with them today as they continue their journey to heal. Okay, so she sounds precious. Yeah. Yes. Now, this is the thing that I didn't read it anywhere. They never mentioned this anywhere. I just want to say that. This was this I didn't see anywhere else. And I even scrolled and looked and tried to find it. I believe you. But Rachel Shannon, True Crime on YouTube. She told me this, or okay. she told everyone she told on her you. YouTube. She told me so She texted me and said. And said. While he was awaiting trial, he was actually at a youth facility. And while he was there, he attacked a 28-year-old female staff member in 2014. So he had waited for the perfect moment where no one was looking, and he followed her into a locker room, and he smashed her head into a wall, oh my God. punched her, and then stabbed her with a pencil. <gasps> pencil. And then somehow— Another staff member walked in and had pulled him off of her. Oh my god! That like was the hat, like the like, where he was at, awaiting his trial. Yeah, and I don't know how that wasn't mentioned or why that wasn't like a bigger part, but but it could have been right. Like I didn't. I'm a human being. I didn't read, and we don't have a fucking research team, so I didn't read every article. Yeah, but if anyone would like to intern, right. just email us, <laughs> right? But I don't know. It's just that's insane. So, yeah. 
Now, friends and family of Colleen Ritzer, they did create a sponsorship for students who plan to pursue a career in education. If you're looking for any information on that, please do so at ColleenRitzerScholarship.com, just as a reference. But that's the insanely sad story of Colleen Ritzer, who is a 24-year-old algebra teacher at a middle school who was murdered in her in the bathroom for no reason whatsoever by a 14 year old child you're making that poor girl and her family you're making me scared of kids too the past two weeks you've made me scared of children i really need to stop doing this to myself (laughs) yeah because i don't we're gonna have an 18 and over requirement no that's boring no i know just kidding. <laughs> i was like i did a story a long time ago about 11 year old so you're allowed to do four yeah we did do children that kill yeah but why God. is it always divorce man it's always children of divorce. But, and, and somehow divorce is always brought okay i say that i say that i'm mm-hmm. not a child of divorce so i can't i, I am, can't but i was older i can't say yeah you don't count either yeah, well, no. or maybe you count in a different way if you would have gone crazy and then shot up a mall i don't know no i did not well, you were 18 right <laughs> I was when it was finalized. Yeah. 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 But I, I mean, it's still, I mean, it's hard, but like the stats used to be one out of every two, Pe- like couples get divorced. Yeah. Well, it, so it's now it's more than 50%. Higher. Yeah. Especially like I guess just wonder what, what, so this, um, age, I don't know. Cause it's like when you're young, it's your household, it's your way of life. It's your everything as an adult though. I, I don't know how shattered I'd, if my parents got divorced right now, I'd be like, no, you're not. You're not. You're not doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> we we will make this a happy home. I think back when we were younger, though, a lot people didn't really talk about it that much. And divorce seemed pretty awesome. I remember when I was in middle school because really because everyone who ever all my friends whose parents were divorced had money and they had separate nice homes and both of their parents would always buy them stuff and we would eat a lot of pizza. And just seemed like a really good vibe. You go to the two Christmases mentality. I guess you have to look at it positively. Well, I mean, when I'm just a little fucking eight-year-old Brooklyn, it sounds like a pretty banging scenario. (laughs) I don't know. It was a bummer. Yeah, they all are. It was a bummer, Bear. That one really was. Mm -hmm. Okay, speaking of bummers, this one, I don't know. It's sad, but sometimes you're like, oh, that sucks. But anyway, we'll keep talking about it. You know what that makes me think of? What? Does that make you think of pizza? The Santa Claus one what? that you did. That crazy Santa Claus guy. Oh, God. With the fucking blowtorch. Yeah. I don't remember what episode that is, but go back to our last Christmas one. Last ones, Christmas, that man. One was... That one was so fucking big. And he caught himself on fire, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. And then, yeah, he went and killed himself at his brother's house. Because he was in too much pain and had burned the shit out of himself. Mm-hmm. His Santa suit scored. Anyway, go back and listen. Yeah. That, that was, I forgot about that one. I will never forget about that yeah, one. It was a... Uh, I guess I tried to push it out and you brought it right back in. <laughs> You're welcome. I know. Okay. So I picked this story because I was looking for stories out of Missouri since I went to St. Louis. I was like, oh, let's look. But I didn't want to do an easy one. So I want to do like a smaller one. So today. You didn't want to do an easy one. So then you did a smaller one. Like a smaller, like less known one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's been a long day. We're just going to, we're going to scooch through this and we're going to make it happen. We are going to make it happen. Magic happen. Always. So this is a this happened in a small town um, in the Midwest in Skidmore, Missouri. And when I say, <laughs> I know I, the That's whole a time horrible fucking name. You know how hard it was for me to not type Skidmark every single time. Skidmark, Missouri. It's just terrible. Yeah. Skidmore. It makes me think of dirty undies. Yeah, Skidmark. I know. 
I know, Heather. I do. Yes. You'd give me that look. Yes. We, we, okay. So in Scooter Tracks, Missouri, (laughs) (laughs) when I say small, it's like in 2020, they had 228 fucking people who lived there. So like, whoa, total 228. So could you imagine dating (laughs) or doing anything? No. (laughs) How do you even, how do you do anything? I don't know. I don't. I'm not. Listen. There's one grocery store. There's yeah. one. Like there's. Yeah. I was born in Oakland City, Indiana. So in 2021. Okay, I'm going to shut up. In 2021, they had 2,278 people. So and I thought that was tiny. So I can only imagine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the medium household income there was about 40,000. So like household income annually. And I promise I'm like not shit talking Skidmore, even though we did make fun of the name for 20 minutes. But it, it matters. I'm sure one of the. 228 people is going to boycott our podcast. We are huge in Skidmark, Missouri. Mm. (laughs) Okay, so in the 1980s, Skidmore was bumping. (laughs) They had 440 people back then living in city limits, so boom in town. They had a general store, a courthouse, a bar. So again, Tiny, you were pretty much on the money when you said that. I was laughing in my head when you said that. They had a sheriff and a few deputies, and it was a big farming community, very wholesome Mayberry type town. Ooh. Also, with small towns, everybody knows everybody's shit, and there's no secrets except for one, which was who killed Ken McElroy. Dun dun dun. That's what I was waiting on. We don't need sound effects. We have you. Yeah. This I, big I would, mouth. This big mouth. Got a big old mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a really big. It's a normal sized mouth. For anyone that's over She's, there, like, what are those Billy's big she, mouth baths? Bath. Wow. Bath. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's exactly. Big baths. Baths. <laughs> I don't even. What? I'm Billy the Big Mouth Bass? The ba- those fish that the hung fish on the that wall and you'd push the button and they would yeah. sing. Ah, uh, what fucking 90s, man. The what 90s. I don't know. I don't know. And I, nor do I give a fuck. Well, I know I'm getting Travis for Christmas. He's yeah. Just, uh, please do not. Oh, I'm I, doing no, it. No. You heard it here first. We live in the same place. Well, that's good. You're engaged, so. <laughs> I don't want a stupid <laughs> singing bass. Bath. <laughs> that I could get behind. A singing bath? I don't know, Heather. Okay, Long days. Okay. And yes. So Ken Rex McElroy, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Oh my God. I quit. We're done. I'm done with the podcast. <laughs> I drank a little bit too much skunk champagne going on like three hours of sleep and fumes. So here we go. I think it's beautiful. I, you know what? I do too. I'm going to lean into it. Spoiler alert. He was a piece of shit. So I try to be respectful, and you do too, about the victims and everything, but he, he didn't deserve to die. Sometimes they suck. But he did suck really bad. Like, even shitty humans get killed sometimes. Hashtag the kind worth killing. <laughs> okay. That's Ken, actually a book, and it was a really good book. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Ken was born June of nineteen. 19- 34 in Overland Park, Kansas. His parents moved around a bit and they finally ended up in Skidmore. Ken was the baby of 16 children. He was number 15 of 16. So what in the absolute Duggar LDS bullshit is that? Well, it was 1936, so. I mean. It is what it is. God, though. So many. You had to. Everyone was dying at 28. I guess. Well, our odds will go up. Safety of numbers. That was the whole point. I didn't know what a fucking condom was or pull out. Did they even have them back then? I don't know. I'll find out. Okay, thanks. You do that. I'm going to keep going. As you can imagine, money was tight. So Ken dropped out of school. Unlike her pussy. (laughs) (laughs) I 
What? Ken just fell out with swinging like a pinata. You ain't lying. <laughs> Ew. Okay. Oh, man. Whoa. Okay. First condoms were referenced as early as 1642. Oh, it was like lamb intestines or some weird shit yeah, back then, though. Yeah, it's gross. I'm done. It was okay. fucking parchment paper. Ew. I don't know. Ew. Okay. As you can imagine, money was tight. So Ken dropped out of school in the eighth grade so they could eat and have food because like food was even scarce back then. So because they had a million people living in the house. He started working odd jobs and then the life of crime. He was like, oh, well, I think I could make more money doing that. He started stealing stuff like fuel and grain, livestock and antiques. And over the next two decades, he was like, oh, I make way more money this way than painting a fence. Let me go do that instead. He started getting in trouble, of course, with the law at age 13. And it's not like he could hide anyway, because there's four people that lived in that fucking town. And he was well over six feet, like 270 pounds. Like he was a big guy. So his presence was intimidating. But he also fed off of that and realized that him being tall he like got his rocks off just scaring people he was charged 21 times and got out of it every single time because he would bully and intimidate the witnesses so he did he was charged over 21 times with shit who's a fuck one yeah fuck him like the so the witnesses he would follow them park outside their houses for hours and just shoot his guns in the air sitting in their driveway like while he stared at him he would fuck with jurors he even put a rattlesnake in a few mailboxes like he would get rattlesnakes and put them in their mailbox and then sit outside and wait for them to come out Okay. Like, psycho. I have so many things to say, but okay. I know. And there was a few cops in town, but they were even scared of him. They called him a rural, wow, rural, you know, I can't say the word, terrorist. Who can say that? Rural terrorist. That's what they called him. Some of the farmers would know that he was stealing their livestock and they would just let him do it. They would look the other way because they were scared. And he had at least 10, if not more kids with several different women. So he's still pulled ass even though I was going to ask I was like I bet he has a big old cack and a, or a really small cack one and he's an asshole no that ain't happening dude you don't think he ain't so? fucking all he ain't being an asshole getting fucking all that well maybe they're scared to tell him it's small they would just stop fucking him <laughs> they like he's the only dick in town there's more dick or shimmy eight miles west shimmy, go find fucking Thomas shimmy Bye. eight miles west motherfucker okay now he starts to he suck even more right heat. Okay, well, we hate him anyway. Here we go. So he was accused of raping two young girls. Also. <sighs> he ended up marrying one of them, and her name was Trina McLeod. Now, I'm sure you think that, like, oh, they met at the, the general store, and their hands touched when they got a watermelon. Not whenever you just told me everything else about it. Right? I know. No way. Trina was, like, 13, and he was 35. I'm going to rip the microphone out of this wall. Yeah. And I, he, and I am going to... Go Wait. find his body, and I'm going to go piss on it. you about to get... <laughs> I'm about to go piss on his grave. Yeah. Well, so he, he raped her repeatedly and groomed her, of course. Then he told her parents, oh, no, 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 it's fine. We're dating. And her parents were like, the fuck you are dating, my daughter? You're, you're old to her. No. So you know how Ken, what Ken did? He burned their fucking house down and shot their dog. <gasps> Is there a fo- What's this fuckwad fucker fuck's name? Ken Rex McElroy. Okay, so the family got freaked out, obviously, and they backed down against their wishes. Ew! Yeah. He and just... he's ugly as fucking... Oh, wait, okay. You know who he looks like? Who's he looking Okay, but not the... the wait, everyone look I'm... him up so you can you can visualize this. Joke. Yes. Okay, go So ahead. I'm saying... Okay, just note... Okay. ...that I think the actor is a good-looking man. So you're not putting him down. So I'm okay. not putting the other guy down. Okay. But doesn't he kind of look like the dad from Wonder Years? Oh my god! But like the Wonder Years dad is hot, and if this is like you, an ugly, shitty Weight Watchers esque version of the him. Wonder Years. If you bought him from Wish dot com, the dad like he 
And then beat him with an ugly stick. But I yes. don't know. In a in a lifetime or in a movie reenactment, they would pick the sexy guy, and he would be the the dad would be the actor. Oh anyway. yeah, for sure. Uh, fuck him. Okay, so get this. So Trina was fourteen. She got pregnant, dropped out of school, and moved into Ken's house. But guess who else lived with Ken? His wife, Alice. I'm leaving. No, you. <laughs> Ken got wind that someone turned him in for statutory rape. So he immediately was like, all right, Alice, we got to get a divorce. So he grabs Trina, goes to a nearby town to marry her. Of so, course. So he can avoid the rape charges of because course. she's a spouse. So she's not, of she course. doesn't have to testify. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah. So a few weeks after Trina had their baby, her and her sister wife or whatever, that Alice wife or ex-wife, they ran to hide at Trina's family's house. But Ken found them. Freaked him out, brought him home, and then went back to Trina's mom's house, burned it down, shot the dog. I hate him. What a weird calling card. Like that. Burn it down. Like, yeah, a little fucking baby pyro fit. Like, what are you, why are you mad? Like, why, why, why are you mad? <sighs> yeah. Oh, I hope he gets killed in a shitty way. And I hope he gets burnt out. Burn him down and shoot his dog, fucker. That was cute. I hope he gets shoved something in his butthole. <laughs> I hope something ends up in his butt. Tell me it does. Okay, here I go. It's gnats. There's gnats or worms in his butt when his body was sitting around. You're wishing butt worms on somebody. I am. Okay, well, I'm I'm not against it. In June of 1973, Ken got arrested for assault, arson, statutory rape. But for some reason, and I don't understand this, and none of the shit that I read, they understand this, but they released him $2,500 bail. Let him out. Rape? arson and assault and they let him out on $2,500 so he goes and hires a shady ass lawyer who is rumored ties to the mob and his name is Richard Gene McFadden from Kansas City so Richard likes to he thinks it's funny and he tells this joke in interviews he said yeah when I met Ken like he came in he was like dude I'm gonna be honest you probably can't afford me and then Ken just had a wad of cash in his pocket and threw it on his desk and looked at him and he said you got yourself a lawyer and he he chuckles when he says that by the way does he have an accent? I kind of just, in my head, he does. Okay. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to understand if you're like, he's also from no, Western just, Kentucky. <laughs> right. I just kind of like to do it, I think. I think. I, I'm leaning. Go yeah, for I'm it. I'm going to. Richard apparently got out of everything because of this guy, though, and he was a banging-ass defense lawyer, so besides being scared of him, his lawyer got him out of everything, too. So he freaked everybody out, and if he couldn't freak him out, his lawyer would do motions and do all the things that defense lawyers do. When Ken got arrested... His wife was so young that she and their baby had to go to foster care. <gasps> because remember... Heather motherfucking Terry. Remember, she was so young. I... Yeah. I... Yeah, foster care. <clears throat> he hunted her down at her foster family's house. He sat outside for hours. And then he finally went up there and was like, look, I'll trade you girl for girl. I know where your daughter, because they had a biological daughter. I know where she goes to school. I know which bus she rides. So give me Trina right now. Like, freaked him out. They called the cops, and he got charged, but they were dropped because Trina wouldn't testify against him. I'm done. Trina went back on everything, even her parents' house, and said it was faulty wiring. She said he was, oh, he was such a good guy. He never stole anything and all this shit. But she was probably afraid of him for once she ran from him. But, like, she's been groomed. Yeah, she, yeah. So her like, psychological state is she's not beyond. A, I don't blame her at all for me either. that. I mean, it sucks, but. 
Yeah. In July of 1976, a farmer in Skidmore caught Kent hunting on his property illegally and probably trying to steal some shit. So he went up to him. He's like, hey, dude, you can't hunt here. And then Ken laughed at him, shot him twice in the stomach and left. Thankfully, that guy survived, but he was charged wow. with assault with the intent to kill. How is that assault with the intent? Uh, the, uh, twice mm. in the stomach and left him for dead in his, on his own property. And that's not like... I attempted murder. I, well, I mean, they let him out for I know, fucking just, pennies when he had statutory rape and all this that is other stupid. shit. Stupid. Fuck I know, everyone. Right. So of course, Ken's lawyer dragged out the trial. He did. He did all these wild motions, and in the meantime, Ken stalked and harassed the farmer. Because why would he not? That's what he fucking does. I am so excited he gets killed. Right? I know. I had to tell you at the beginning because I know you'd be screaming at yeah, me the whole time. This is so great. I know. I'm happy to know that he died. Right. <laughs> me too. So they went to trial, and Ken found somehow. Two hunters to testify on his behalf that, oh, we were far away hunting that day. So he, there's no way he could have done that. So he got out of it again. He didn't get charged with even shooting that guy. So he had all these fucking charges like rape, assault, and the scumbag lawyer was, he was scaring everybody and all that stuff just to remind you that this sucks. He learned from a young age that he liked to be powerful. So he kind of looked at it as like a game. Obvious. I mean, you have to, right? Mm -hmm. To be that psychotic. Oh, yeah. And narcissistic. April 25th, 1980. His eight-year-old daughter, because remember, he had children, unfortunately. I'm happy that they're alive, but it's sad that their DNA is his. Mm-hmm. But his eight-year-old daughter stole a piece of candy, and the store clerk named Bo was like, hey, I know you took that. Can you put it back? So she was kind of embarrassed, and she ran home, and she was like, hey, Dad, like, this guy Bo, you know, said I stole candy, blah, blah, blah. Well, of course, Ken lost it. He went back to the store and harassed him, and then they got in a huge fight. Well, he left, but he stood on it for, like, months. And then his hatred finally boiled over, and he went and got a gun and shot him in the neck. Bo survived, thankfully. I don't know how. Karma. Something about the universe is trying to be good there. But guess what Ken was charged with? Hmm. Causing physical injury. You shot someone in the neck. Not attempted murder yet again. Yeah. Causing physical injury. I'm so happy he dies. I need to know. Hurry up and tell me. Hurry up and tell me, Heather. (laughs) Okay. Get me there. I need to get there. Okay. He got out and eventually started his bullshit again, carrying around a rifle with what's what's that thing called uh, at the end? Like the pointy that bayonet? Is that what's called? Oh my fuck! Yeah. Yeah. He carried around around town, this small ass town, a rifle with a bayonet, and like like it's the fucking Revolutionary War. Right. Like who has that? And I mean, I'm he kidding. would go into their the one bar that they had and just talk all this shit about Bo. Even though he shot him, like, brag about it, like, openly just being cocky fucking bastard. Psycho. So the town is like, we're fucking done. We're done. We're tired of his shit. Cops can't do anything. Like, no one's doing anything. Because it's just, a wild, wild wish. Literally sounds like it, though, it's right? so stupid. I know. So in July of 1981, even the mayor, they had a big-ass town hall meeting, like in one of those movies. And they they were like, what legal options do we have to get him away from us, to keep him away? They decided after the meeting, they would swarm his truck and confront him. And I'm going to use air quotes on confront. So 70 people, that's like a fourth of the town. They all marched down to the bar where he always went. And by the way. Is this real life? This is real. So by the way. <laughs> what the, Heather actually did was found a movie script and yes. she's reading. I, I'm, I'm testing out my, my script. I'm trying my hand in Hollywood. No. <laughs> so these 70 people like walk down there. One bar in town. By the way, when he goes to said bar, he makes Trina sit in the truck with a gun. Well, he makes her sit in the truck with a gun and wait for him until he comes out. Yeah, he was very possessive. I know that's shocking because he's a very stand-up guy. 
So they march down there. And I just think it's funny that this is fourth of the town. Like, it's a bunch of people. They waited outside and they blocked his truck in. So Ken came out and he's a cocky bastard. He's like, what are you guys looking at? He gets in his truck. Trina's waiting in there. And (laughs) they hear gunshots. Ken was hit twice with two different bullets. So two different shooters. And it was broad daylight. He died immediately on the scene. And there were 70 witnesses. Nobody saw anything, they said. None of them. To this day, it's still a cold case. And I can guarantee that people are probably really working on it really hard. Because that was over 40 years ago. Like, (laughs) they talk about not giving two fucks. I hate this for Ken's family because they don't get to choose. And I say Tupac because there were a lot of people and Biggie, both of them, which that's a shitty environment. But like this one, it's like, what the? I mean, amazing. Yeah. But I mean, I hate it for Ken's family because they didn't get to choose that they're related to him. Like they didn't get to choose that they were spawns of him. And I'm sure they were sad that this fucking asshole died. Uh, probably not. But like he I, sounds like a, he's a he fucking, made you sit in the car holding a gun while she I defended got him after he died. I, and I'm sure yeah. it's mental health issues. 100%. Just like people who are kidnapped. Like 100%. it's not. I don't fuck any of that that's all insane yeah. like i mean he was a rapist an arsonist a thief like a murderer a bully he like, just happened to kill he he just had the to get a shot in the gut like it's just pure luck if you live let alone two shots and so like, he tried to ki- i know oh, sorry, sorry so he's trying to ki- he already should have killed somebody yeah. and then he killed another person if somehow whoever got shot in their neck didn't end up dying yeah like, it's just, it's unbelievable. And then to be cocky and talk shit about it. I don't. Uh, over a candy bar that his kid literally took and was asked politely, because there were witnesses there, yeah. to put back. It's like, hey, you care to put that Hershey bar back? We, we know you took it, yeah. little girl. You're eight. It's fine. Have a great day. Your pigtails are cute. Gets embarrassed. Goes and tells her big, scary ass dad. And he literally immediately marches down there to the one store, does it in public, and then talks shit for months and then goes and shoots him. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Well, that is the town secret of Skidmore, Missouri, and the murder of Ken Rex McElroy. Do you know how salacious? Could you imagine? What? Being a grandchild of one of the parents that were there and be like, dude, so all 70 of us, all of us. So I told you, your Uncle Pete, your fucking Aunt Sarah, <laughs> fucking Mary, you know, Mary at the grocery store. We were all there. Right? We were all there. And do you want to know who had the gun? It was fucking Pete. And it was me. There was like one person that said they think that they know, but they recanted and we're like, oh, we don't know. Because it's like they didn't get the memo that no one was supposed Because that's obviously what happened. Duh. Like, they all were like, fuck this guy. I'm over it. Like, he tried to kill two people. We got to kill him. And it was two him. people probably standing next to each other. It would, like, and just, they were like, you know what? We'll just fucking do it. And they literally just blocked his truck in and shot, shot him. him. And he died immediately. Juicy. And I don't think anyone fucking cares. Except Me for either. Trina did for a little bit. But hopefully she got mental help. And I didn't look at where she was now. So. Um, well, she was... Six, so I'm sure that she got a new husband. She got she the proper her age of 19. Driver's license. Yeah. yeah. She went to the movie theaters and she found herself a new beau. She went and got a picture show. <laughs> she went to... I don't know. Motherfuckers, man. I know. Fuckers, fuckers be fucking. Man, fuckers be fucking. <laughs> fuckers be motherfucking fucking. Man. I don't get it. I don't either. I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> I, just, I don't get it. I don't either. You know, I do get we have we need people to subscribe we do do you like that segue i guess 
What you guess? My guess. No, you have to like it. We have we have to get people to subscribe. No, I mean I want people to do those things. Hit yes. that button. But I just wasn't ready. Oh, you're for not you ready to... to be done? You can keep going. I mean, you just flipped over the cup so fast I wasn't ready. I was hitting it and so, quitting it. Sorry. I just, didn't know what you wanted so, to cuddle after. I don't know that I wanted to either. I was just I'm blown away by the whole scenario. <laughs> I also can't help but think about a small town back in the day and that kind of stuff. I'm really into like just older shit happening and it just like blows me away yeah and he just ran around and did shit and got a slap on the wrist every single time every time i mean it go the town for standing up yeah for what they believe even the mayor went like that's how bad it was the mayor even went with them to that meeting I and, love our mayor, and I could totally see our mayor being like, we've got to get rid of him. A hundred percent. He would 100% pitch forth that up and go forward. Yeah. Only in the right ways. He wouldn't do that in a shitty way. But yeah. motherfucks, man. Yeah. People. Be crazy. So our upcoming episodes, I'm like, I'm so ready to get my googs on. I'm going to googs. I'm going to go home today. I'm going to pour me a glass of my favorite Pinot Noir. And I am gonna, I'm going to googs me some fall fucking shit. Yeah, let's do I, fall one. You I'm going to find today. me some good ones. I'm ready. It was My nipples exciting. are fucking hard and ready. Well, it's been... Oh, <laughs> would be an episode if your nips weren't poking through your shirt. You ain't lying. <laughs> Sasha, usually over Veronica, but it is what it is. For everyone that doesn't know, it's the name of her... Titties. titties. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> but man, I'm ready. I'm so ready for fall. I'm so ready for all the witchy I'm ready to fucking rage. spooky shit we be doing. Yeah, the blue moon was yesterday because we yes. record these on Thursdays. On Thursdays. Thursday, to, Thursdays. Thanks to MCAT for walking my buzzed ass outside in St. Louis so I didn't get stolen. And Brooklyn didn't, didn't do an episode on me because I was not going to go out by myself outside of a casino. And yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> oh my god do you remember that one time we were outside that casino and all the weird shit happened the guy was like do you what do you think about covid i was oh like god. i think that you should back the fuck up sir <laughs> no, I'm i said here to what play do you think you. about covid and you walked away or you turned I around i just suck so bad i just don't <laughs> she just we were talking to, i was talking about that about i was talking about that yesterday i was just like i just like i used to feel like i was extroverted but i just feel so introverted my battery gets so drained by people it's okay even people i love but let alone people that I don't know. And it I just can't fuck with them. I swear to you, when strangers talk to me outside of an appropriately I'm being paid to speak to them environment, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it to it. And every time I'm with Heather, something about her fucking face makes people think they should fucking talk to us because she's <laughs> over there dog head out the window smiling at fucking strangers and they always come up and they come up <laughs> and they fucking talk and i walk away you and there's nothing i can do. do about it so if you guys ever know that if i go missing it's because a stranger came up and talked to me and she turned her back and they put me in a van oh because it's my fault yeah dude i literally <laughs> look like your no bodyguard i would fucking kill somebody you would I wish somebody would. I, I wish somebody would shoulder check you because I've been wanting to rip a bitch's hair out. Oh, God. I'm kidding. I don't want to do it. You would, though. I would. <laughs> I don't want to, though, because I, knowing my luck, it'll be the one person who's ready to press charges. The one person. I need a stupid person with no money to do it's it. It's like an amateur MMA fighter. We just, oh that God. just happens to be in town for a training. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> and you're like, did you touch my bitch? And then she just breaks your nose. Oh, terrible. That would not happen. No. Oh, no. I would, I, you would know an MMA fighter's physique. 
Yeah. Like, it's not well, just it's a, a secret hidden talent. Isn't that what parents say? They pick their battles. We would pick our battles. We'd be like, oh, we could take her. Yeah. Like that one time that I really thought we were about to get our asses jumped. Oh, my God. There was a time. There was a time in me and Heather's life about three, four, four, three, four, probably four years yeah. ago. It was before COVID. Like a year before COVID. It was like 2019. And someone yeah. was ready to fight me for no Existing. reason. For being prettier than her. At the end of the day, that's what it was. And she was ready to fight. And I was like, man, I'm about to flip this table. <laughs> and of course, my drunk ass is, she asked you a question. And I was like, she's like, I'm going to kick your ass. And I go, for what? <laughs> and she know it. No answer. Just, man, people yeah. suck. Anyway, yeah. uh, we love you guys so much. Please like, listen, rate, subscribe. We have so many fucking amazing episodes that are becoming do. coming down the pipeline that you're just going to love. We are going to set the scene and the stage for all of your spooky fucking finds and needs and desires. We're going to scratch every itch you got. I don't know about every itch they have for spooky stuff. Yes, we're going to scratch it all. <laughs> all of it. Heather's got them long nails. That's what I do. All right, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. <laughs> I love you so much. Love you, bye. Bye. Theodore, can I put that down?